thank God for this year because this year was a lot of ups and downs and God could have left me confused. God could have left me just anyway. But I just thank God I have my strength and I just thank God that I, you know, just keep pushing through any adversary, like just pushing through any situations that I have. Thank you. Wow, and amen, amen to that. You know, and I think that's so powerful because, you know, we can think about so many different things where you felt like you wasn't able to make it or you didn't think that you could be able to overcome this and overcome that. But to be able to say that I have overcome and I have made it, that's a powerful thing. See, a lot of people, a lot of people, they don't make it. A lot of people, you know, go, you know, give up on God or a lot of people stop serving God. But to be able to say that I made it, that is nothing but God's supernatural strength and God's supernatural power that's at work. And that's a powerful, powerful testimony of how God has um of how God has uh uh been there uh for for you. Uh I'm gonna have someone else just go ahead and um and share. Um let me see here. Okay. Alright, so uh can the next person go ahead and um and just share how has the Lord been there for you this year? In other words, when you think about all the things that you have been through, how has God brought you through this year for you to still be here standing strong? Um, basically, God been there for me every step of the way. If I had properly been doing other things, I probably wouldn't even made it through this year. And just all the studying and worshiping and stuff that I've been doing, I just learned a lot. Like, I've been more educated this year and I have my whole entire life. So, you know, I thought I lost something, but I really replaced it with something else. Wow. Amen, amen. And that's that's all you just wanted to share, correct? Yeah. I mean there's like little details about stuff that happened, but well, that's know, in a general it's like more like a protection this whole entire year. Wow. Amen. And you know what's so powerful what's so powerful about that is that you know, you have recognized you know, one of the biggest things is that to be able to see God's hand working in your life. You know, a lot of people, you know, I think that's 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 powerful because a lot of people, you know, they they go throughout situations in their lives, car accidents and just just situations that should have really destroyed their lives and to be able to say, I seen God protect me or I seen God move I think that 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 that's 
That's what causes your relationship with God to actually get stronger. You know, for, you know, one of the things that we that we even do, how would you feel if you did all this stuff for a person and they never acknowledged you? In other words, say you 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 know, you you say if you bought your kid something for Christmas or you bought a you you got something or a gift for a friend or birthday party or whatnot. But they never said thank you. Or they never acknowledge or made known how appreciative they are. See, the same way we feel, that's the same way God is. And when you testify and when you share how God has been there for you for this this past year, that brings a smile to God's face. I mean, to be able to say, God, you have protected me. You have shielded my life from this situation. My God, what is it that God won't do for you? And I think that's a powerful, that's a powerful testimony. I've met a lot of people and I've seen a lot of things. And most in and they are individuals that that they can't even they can't even see what God has done for them. And when and when God tries to make clear to them. They refuse to give God glory for that. So when you give God glory, let me tell you something. One of the biggest things that God um, got, that, that God loves is when we as his people give him glory. So uh, is, uh, is, there, uh, there, is there another one uh, that wants to give their testimony? And just share how has the Lord been there for you this year? Okay, all right. So, so hey, I I, I want to share how has the Lord uh, been there for me this year, and and I I, I mean it was I, I actually it was a power it, it's actually real powerful. I was in a situation actually um uh this this actually just happened um about a couple of some some time ago about a month or two or something like that ago, but um. Uh, when I was when we was when we was actually having um for those who don't know in in the Miami area when we was actually having a a service one of our services uh there was a prank call that was made to um well first off I start off like this I, when I I was watching something on 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 TV and this this prank caller. He had called um this was a true story. He had called up the police department on on a um on a person. But it was a prank call. Well, sadly, this guy that went to answer the door um of the police that was at his door, he went to answer the door and the police department by mistake shot him. And and um and he passed away. Well, come to find out when the news broke that it was actually a prank call, that this man didn't do anything, and and um he you know he just answered the door and then the police department they were so on edge that they end up sh- um shooting the guy. Now it's an accidental death. 
Well, a similar situation happened when we were having um we was having a a Bible study a service. Excuse me, and and at the Bible study service there was a prank call that was sent to the police department at our service, and the police department showed some of the police officers they actually showed up and they said that there was a shooting going on which was a lie in that area there was no shots going on there was nothing like that that took place but we found we we figured it out that it was a prank call well the same police officers not only uh showed up but they actually was listening and and they from a distance of course but they were listening to the word and listening to the service that we was having and I thought that to be so amazing. And God showed me through just watching this news report of he showed me his protective power. Because when someone makes a prank call and I and, and you know, when someone when someone makes a prank call, especially police department, they're already on edge when they come to the scene. But for God to protect you and shield you, even when wicked individuals would try to stop the word of God that God will protect you and show you his power and he would deal with the wicked. You know, you know, when you are living a life of obedience to God and when you're serving the Lord, you will see God's hand do many different things for you this year. And even as you live life, when you put him first, you will see God's protection. You will see so many things that God would do for you because you are obedient to him and because you have a heart to serve him. So I want to give God praise just for his protection and his for his power and also giving those officers the opportunity to even hear his word. Because I thought that was so amazing. I mean, this was a prank call and and I didn't, and honestly, when it happened at first, I didn't think nothing of it. I just thought, oh, okay, you know, but the Lord began to show me that, no, this was a prank call. Someone was trying to stop the word of God in this Bible study. And because it was a powerful service and they also and, and also the police officers had a chance to hear the word of God. So. So I wanted to give God just the glory and and the praise for that. And I, I and um look like looks like we just had someone join in. Uh whoever that is that just joined in, we are allowing you to, the opportunity to just share what did God what has God brought you through this year? Because there are many things that took place this year and we want to hear what has God done for you? This year that he has brought you through. So whoever that was, we just give you, we want to give you an opportunity to uh, to share this morning. Okay, all right. Well, well, we'll just we'll just go ahead and move on. And um, if no one wants to share, but my wife, she has a, a testimony that she wants to share about what God has 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 done for them. I mean, for her 
this for this year and how appreciative uh, she is of what God has done. So. Hi, good afternoon. I just appreciate God because last year uh, there was a terrible, terrible hurricane, um, Hurricane Irma. And just to see how um, when this storm was in the middle of the sea, it was it would have covered the whole whole Florida and Florida is at the tip it's called the peninsula and this land could have saw extreme devastation when this storm was in the middle of the the sea it was at a category five and then there were two other storms heading in the same direction right behind it and we got together, the ministry got together, and we began to pray. And we began to ask God for mercy. And we began to ask the Lord to just minimize the the storm. And, 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 and because our desire was that no one uh, receive the devastation that that storm would have brought. And by the grace of God, not only did Hurricane Irma go down to a Category 5, but it did shift slightly. Now, we did get hit with the hurricane, but it just still showed God's grace and mercy because it could have been worse. There were people who were without power for days. There were people who didn't have food. There were people who, you know, was, you know, it was very uncomfortable not having power and all those things. But I just thank God that it that it wasn't worse. And I thank God that the prayers of the righteous avail much. And it could have been devastation for Florida. You know, my heart goes out to all the people who are in Puerto Rico and who have seen devastation. And if you're hearing, if you're on the on the air and you're listening over online or wherever you are at home, start to pray for your city. If you're from Puerto Rico, if you're from Houston, Texas and or wherever you may be in the world. Please start praying for your city because one person of just a few people can cause God to not only calm a storm, but to protect you in all ways. Amen. And. And and man, that was that was so powerful. You know, the thing is that people and I mentioned this even when we were praying that the Lord, he has power over even the winds and the waves. The Lord, he's the one that that has power to hear when we pray. 
and the thing is the thing is I, th- I i i think that a lot of you know people they there are so many people that even after the storm had passed that um that went about living their lives they have no idea that it was god that was protecting them and i think that's so amazing that even when we were sinners there were times in our lives that God protected you and me. There were times in our lives where the Lord, he, uh, he, he not only protected, but he also shielded from every and every, um, every situation. So, so glory to God. We thank God for the, the powerful testimonies. Uh, is there anybody else that wanted to share before we go ahead and move on? Alrighty, okay, so, alright, we're going to go ahead and get right into the word, um, you know, I, th- this is actually a powerful word today, every word that is ministered is powerful, but I know that, um, that they are, that they are words that really, really, really hit you, <laughs> if you have not experienced that already, uh, just live long enough. And serve God long enough and you will experience where the Lord, um, where he gives you words that really hit you, hit you in the gut. <laughs> so, um, so we're going to go ahead and get right into it. Uh, the title of today's message uh, is, is actually, it's a prophetic message and I'll discuss that more as we get into it uh, today. But the thing is about today's message is, as we all know, New Year's is coming. And God, he, I've experienced so many different times in every year that has gone by and for the future that the Lord has spoken to me and, uh, and dealt with me uh, as, a, as a prophet concerning, um, concerning things to come and future things. Concerning so many different things that I've seen um, in my dreams and it actually happens or in a vision or he speaks to me through his word and he confirms it through people. I mean, there are so many different things that has happened over the years where I have seen how God, how he um, can he knows the future. Now, what does that have to do with with um, our lives? When you get into a place in a relationship with God where he begins to to move in your life and you get closer to him, you'll find that God begins to talk to you about things that he's going to that he wants to do, whether it's in your spiritual life, whether it's in your family and things like that. So this message is real is is prophetic. It's a timely message. It's a New Year's message. It is New Year's Eve. And this message is really going to set the tone for the rest of the year. It really is. There's a lot of things that's going to take place um, this coming year. And I think the people of God needs to be aware and prepared for what the Lord is going to do in their lives for this uh, for uh, this 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 coming year. So this message is titled Year of the Release. 
year of the release. If you are able to take notes or if you're not, um, please listen. You, you need to listen to this uh, message again so you can be able to take notes so you can um, receive uh, the fullness of what God has for you. Do you know you can experience a drop of water spiritually from God when God wants you to experience the ocean? So many people are only experiencing in their lives a drop of water spiritually from God when God has a whole ocean waiting for them spiritually. And so the thing is, a lot of people, you know, don't realize this about the Lord and they wonder why the areas of their lives stay the same. They wonder why, for example, in 2016, why does my life still look the way it did in 2016 that it looks now in 17? And then they and then they they make these what's called New Year's resolutions. And they after the New Year's resolutions come, they still wonder why isn't my life changing and it's because of what they're doing and not because of what God is doing you see people we, we you know human beings we we like we you know we love the thing about human beings and the thing about us we love to blame that's what we do we blame we don't like to take responsibility for our actions if you notice Say you did somebody say you did something some I mean somebody did something to you and you step to them. Do you notice that when you step to them, they don't they it's like they deny it or they don't want to really acknowledge it. They want to go around it or they don't want to really deal with the fact of taking responsibility for their actions and what they did to you. Well, that's how we are toward God. We are people and we got to be careful of that, the flesh part of us who doesn't want to take responsibility, doesn't want to grow. We we tend to want to blame God or make excuses for where our lives are when we really need to start dealing with our own decisions and blaming ourselves and taking responsibility. So, so the title of this message is called the Year of the Release. Uh, I preached the message uh, last year uh, going into 2017. And if you go back and listen to it, for those that have not, I guarantee you, if you listen to that message that was uh, a 2000, the, going into 2017, if you listen to it, you will find in that message a lot of the things that were said in that message that God had me to preach actually happened to you in 2017. I, I give you a challenge. For those, you know, uh, that that are uh, yeah, part of the ministry, that are part of the ministry, uh, go back and listen to it. And you'll find that God, it's not, it's not uh, Prophet Hunt, it's not myself or my wife. It was God who knows the future and it is God who, who uh, pre-warned you and who encouraged you because he knew what was about to happen in your life. So, so here's what the Lord told me 
about this message today. And he was re- he was very specific um, about what he told me. He said, "Stop." He he told me to tell the people to tell us today to stop setting New Year's resolutions and start setting God resolutions. I'm gonna say that again. The Lord told me to say this, and um, and. What he said was to tell the people to stop setting New Year's resolutions and to start setting God resolutions. So here's the next question. What is a resolution? When you hear, you know, we hear that saying New Year's resolution. I'm starting a New Year's resolution. What is a resolution? A resolution. Here's the definition. It's a firm decision. To do or not to do something. It's a firm decision to do and or not to do something. Now, why now why is it that God is saying to to stop setting New Year's resolutions and start setting setting uh, 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 God resolutions? Because many of us, you have done this before. You started New Year's resolutions, things you said you were going to do, but you never did them. Why did not you Why weren't you able to do it? Because the power that you needed and the character that you needed to actually accomplish what you set your mind to, it that power you didn't have in yourself. That power can that power that you need can only come from God. Many of us, you know, we we said we was going to do something. We say, you know what, I want to do this, or I want to do that, or or, or I'm going to try to do this, or I'm going to try to live better, or I'm going to try to be better, or I'm going to try to do this. If you notice, you have not really accomplished it. Or if you notice in 2015, 14, or 17, you made New Year's resolutions, but you did not include God. See, we try to take God out of the equation, not realizing that God is a source. So I wrote this down. It's important to move forward because God is taking you somewhere in your life, your business, your ministry, or your family. Now, what is ministry? Ministry is your life, the way you live, your service to others. So when I say ministry, I'm not talking about you know where you 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 you're a pastor of a church or, or 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 you know you're this evangelist or something like that. No, ministry is just the way that you live. It's a service to others. Your life is ministry. People look at your life to see Christ. So it's important to move forward because God is taking you somewhere. And I'm going to show you, and I'm going to prove it to you in the Scripture. But do you know? That when you set God resolutions, you make a firm decision to do something when it comes to God in your life for this year. That that the reason why it's so important to set God resolutions because God is taking you somewhere. He's taking you somewhere in your life. You're not going to be at the same place. In your business, your business is not going to be at the same place. In your ministry... 
Because your service to others and the way your life ministers to people and shows them Jesus, there's going to be many different people that come across your life. It's not going to be the same. Your family. Your family is not going to always be where the same place that you see them this year. Some, some family members, Lord forbid, may pass away. Some family members may get saved. Some family members may start coming to church. Some family members may change their ways. Everything does not stay the same. Why? Because when it comes to your life, God is taking you somewhere. And I'm going to show you in the scripture, what does this look like? Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 21. This is what it says. Isaiah 43 verse 18 to 21 Now I now, now it's so important to write down what the Lord is saying concerning 2018 because as 2018 is the year of the release if you don't know what God is doing, you're going to be left out and you won't be able to, you won't be able to blame anyone but yourself. Why? Because God is holding you responsible for what you do with the word that you're hearing. Be not deceived. A lot of people, they lie and fool themselves. Every single word that you hear from God, God is going to judge you for it. Do you know people, they, and I've met a lot of people throughout the years, and even people that come to the ministry or show up on Sundays or whatnot, there are things that people are doing in their lives, right? And they don't, they don't understand that the reason why they're hearing or the reason why they came to church is because God brought them to church. God brought them to hear the word. But some of them, when they heard the word, they were looking at the man, or the individual that's preaching. Or they looked at it like it's another service. And they went about their way and lived their lives. And didn't know that God was talking to them. So do you know what's going to happen? When the consequences for their sin comes. And the consequences come because they rejected the word. And they thought that the word of God was a light thing. They don't know that. When they stand before God, God is going to judge them and hold them accountable for every word that they heard. Why is God going to do that? Because God is a judge and he judges uh, um, righteously. He judges fairly. He's going to show them, why didn't you obey what I was using my messenger to tell you? And that person, every single human being that, were ever, that was ever born... And that ever died, they will be out, they will be without excuse before a holy God. So when so what does that mean for us? That means God is God is telling you what He's about to do in your life. So He wants you to be prepared. And here's how here's one of the things that He's saying for you to be prepared for. In verse 18, it says, This is what this is what the word of the Lord says. 
Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people. The people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. So, so God is saying the things in the past. You know, at this time... At this time, God was talking to his people, the people of Israel, but it's, but, but we as God people today, God is, God still uses the scriptures to speak to us today. And so just like he was telling them, he's telling them, don't remember the thing of the, the things of the past. Why? Because he's doing a new thing. And that new thing he's doing, he told the people that in the desert, he's going to make rivers in the desert, and even the animals and the people will praise him. So, so that means that means that when God is doing something in your life, why does He tell you? Why does He say to us, "Don't remember the former things"? Because some of us, the things that you have in your past, are old friends or old relationships. Or boyfriends or girlfriends or the way you treated finances or the way you saw church or the way you treated church or or your religion, your your religious ways that you used to live. It's now it's now in this time God is talking to you about having a relationship with him and not being religious. See, God is saying why is he telling you it's so important for you to forget the former things and the old things? Because he's doing a new thing. You cannot fully embrace the new things in your life for this coming year. If you keep going back to remembering and going back to try to hold on to the old things. Because let me tell you what's going to happen. Those old things are going to start affecting the new things that God wants to release and bring in your life. I'm going to show it to you. It, just like I mentioned, prophetically, this is the year of the released, right? What does that mean? The release of... It, I wrote this down, and you can write this down too. The year of the release means... The release of things in and over your life from heaven. That comes from heaven. I'm going to say that again. The year of the release. What is the year of the release? It's the year of the release of things in your life and over your life that comes from heaven. So it has nothing to do with a man. So the next question is, what does prophetic mean? If you want to know what prophetic means, it just simply means the prophetic. You may hear us a lot say this prophetic, prophetic. 
it, the prophetic only means is what God is doing at the moment in time. So you can write that down also. The, uh, 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 as a prophet, God deals with myself and my wife. She's a prophet. It's also, um, uh, um, he a lot of times God deals with us where he lets us know what he's doing at that moment in time in people's lives. He lets us know what he's doing in that moment in time over the nation, in this ministry, in people's finances, in people's business, in family, so many different areas in their health. God lets us know what he's doing a lot. Why? Because, you know, we are prophetic we you know we are prophetic people fire realm uh fire realm is a prophetic ministry in your life if god has brought you to fire realm you got to understand that that the fire realm this ministry is a prophetic ministry to help you to know what god is doing in every area of your life not in some areas in every area of your life. If you have received what God has used uh, 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 us um, in this ministry to, uh, to say to you or to do in your life. If you notice, this word touches every area of your life. Why? Because this is a prophetic ministry. Alright? So, so, this year is going to be the release of things in and over your life that's going to come from heaven. Now, I'm going to show you in the scripture... How does that look? What happens in your life when, when, when God begins to release things in your life? Now, remember now, it's, for, it's important for you to forget and to leave behind the old things so you can embrace the new things that God is trying to give you. It's just like when you step into one room, another room, you got to leave the other room and shut the door. So you can fully enjoy the new room that you stepped into. It's the same thing when it comes to God. So in this new place in your life, God is going to release new things. So here's what it looks like. We're going to see in the scripture, starting with in the area of um, um, uh, Malachi chapter 10. I mean, chapter 3 verse 10. The book of Malachi, chapter 3, verses 10. Okay. Alright, it says, Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that they may be food in my house, and thereby... Put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there's no more need. Now, in some translations, it says that pour out a blessing to you till you have no room to receive. But. If you notice here, even though this scripture, and this still applies today, this scripture is talking about tithing. It's talking about offering, right? Now, let me give you some history. When the children of Israel in the Old Testament um, would bring their tithe, they would bring their finances or their sheep, their goats to God. So the priest 
can can take care of God's temple. So the priests can be able to have food and and so they can continue to offer up sacrifices on behalf of the people because the sacrifices were used to forgive the people's sin. The priests would make sacrifices for the people so God can forgive the people's sin. So the animals had to die. They would have to sacrifice the animals. Well, God was saying that when you when those people would give to the to to the ministry of the priest and give to God that God will bring a blessing in their home. Now, this I know this has to do with uh uh, uh offering and tithe and finances, but that's not really what I was trying to highlight. Even though it's true in the area of your finances, if you're obedient to God in this area, he will pour out a blessing and bless you um in this area of your life. But I wanted to show you how if you notice when the people begin to obey God, it caused God to do something for them. It caused God to do something in heaven because of what they did in the decisions they made in their everyday lives. I'm going to show you another scripture. James chapter 1 verse 17. James chapter 1 Verses 17. It says. Every good gift. And every perfect gift. Is from above. Coming down. From the father of lights. With whom there is no variation. Or shadow. Due to change. So. So here's the scripture saying, the scripture is saying that every good gift, it comes from the Father, comes from God. With whom there is no, there's no favoritism, there's no change in God. That when he does something, he does it and he knows what he's doing. So the Bible is saying that, here it is again, that there's gifts and good things that's going to come from God, from heaven, for you. Where, where in, in God... He, when he does something for you, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't take it back. In other words, he, he, he's a God where when he does something, and how can I say this? When he does something, he knows what he's doing and he's sure about what he just did. So when God does something for you, it's a reason for it. There's, for God to be sure, so sure about what he did and what he released as a gift for you. He was sure about it. Why was he so sure? Because there was something that you did in your life that brought about the release. So, 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 so I'm going to highlight another scripture. How, how, if you notice in the scripture that says, um, God is releasing something, but it's so important that, that there's something that we do that brings about the release from God. See, in this year, God is going to release some gifts and he's going to release some blessings in your life. But the thing is, but it's it it comes about because of how you were living. It comes about because of what you were doing. There was things that you did in your life that brought about the release from God. And this release, it doesn't come to everybody. 
but it it comes to those that 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 because of how they position their lives that they were able to receive what God was releasing so how do you position yourself to receive the release from God and what God is releasing how do you position yourself it's very easy i wrote this down obey and do the word of God I know that sounds so simple <laughs> But do you know I'm going to say that again How do you, you may be asked Okay uh, uh, prophet How do I position myself I know God is releasing I see in the scripture that God wants to release The blessing over my life I see in the scripture God wants to release gifts In my life that I see even as Christmas passed how we exchange gifts That God So you're telling me that God wants to give me a gift Yes he does But are you positioned to receive? See, how do you position yourself to receive? Obey and do the word of God. Why is that so simple? And you you may be asking, okay, that sounds so simple. But for something so simple, how come it's so hard for people to do? (laughs) See, see, my God. See, See, we like to listen to the word and, and when we hear the word, we think, oh, you know, that's simple. But no, it's not simple because if it was simple, people will be doing it. You don't see a lot of people doing or obeying the word of God. Why? Because it ain't easy to do. See, why is it not easy to do? Because it requires a sacrifice. My God See See God ain't gonna just Release This release Just for anybody He's looking for someone Who's willing to sacrifice He's looking for people Who's willing to give up Their boyfriend Or give up their agenda Or give up their old ways Of thinking Their old ways of living He's not gonna just release it To just anybody He's loose He's looking for someone Who's willing to sacrifice Hallelujah and so if you're those that has sacrificed in your finances, if you are sacrificing your family, if you have sacrificed in your life, which is your ministry, you went out your way to serve others. If you went out your way to sacrifice, God says he got something he's going to release for you. And not, it's not going to be a far off. It's going to be this year. Hallelujah. And see, that's the reason right there to praise God. Because see, you're not just, see, you're not just serving God where you're just serving a dead God. No, you're serving a God that's watching you. You're serving a God that's looking at you. You're serving a God that's looking at what you went through. He's looking at what you went through this past year. He's looking at what you went through even currently or going through. And he's saying, I'm about to release something for you, but I want you to remain in position. Hallelujah. And I'm going to show you how true this is. Hallelujah. I I feel the Holy Spirit so strong on on me right now. I feel the power of God so strong right now because I know this is an on-time word. Let me show you. In Deuteronomy 28, verse 15, how serious God was concerning being in position. 
I'm going to prove it to you. This is not a new word. This is a word that God has been speaking for thousands of years to people. But some people and 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 hear the terminology. Some people spiritually are knuckleheads spiritually. They're hard headed. God's been trying to see God's been telling the same thing. For literally thousands of years, because but how? Why no? Why why you don't see a lot of people getting it or experiencing what the Word of God says? Because spiritually they're hard headed. It's hard for them to hear and to do what God says because their ears are closed. They hear a word today and still go on living the way they were living. Before they heard it. So what is. So I'm going to show you what it says. In Deuteronomy 28. Verses 15. Here's. Here's why it's so important to position yourself. It says. But if you will not obey. The voice of the Lord. Your God. Or be careful to do all his commandments and his statutes that I command you today. Then all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. So here it is God was saying to the people. If you don't do not some of the word. If you don't do. Not 25 or 75 or 99% of the word. If you don't do all the word. You're going to open your life. And open up the door of your life. For curses to come in. So see. That's so important. Why? Because see. You're going to meet. You're going to meet a lot of different people. And you're going to actually see people's lives. And you're going to see people who even call themselves Christians, but they're cursed. Hallelujah. See, see, God doesn't play no games. See, the thing is, some see people like to play games. And it's so important for us to understand this, even as believers, that 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 it's not that God cursed that person. No, he didn't do it. The person cursed themselves. That person cursed their own lives. How? Because they didn't do all the word. So when you look at that person's finances, why is their finances cursed? Because they're not doing all the word. Why is their relationship or they always have uh, boyfriends and girlfriends going in and out of their life and experiencing heartbreak? Heartbreak and getting your heart broken, that's a curse. Why is that happening? Because they're not obeying all the word. Why do you see in that person's life they still depressed or they still got all type of drama in their lives? The reason why is because they're not doing all the word. So, so not doing all the word is it positions yourself to receive something, but but you're not receiving what's coming from heaven. You're receiving curses. So regardless of how you put it, you're going to receive something. See, people are going to receive something. 
But either they're receiving curses or they're receiving what comes from God from heaven in the form of blessing. I'm going to show you another example. Deuteronomy 28 verses 2. This is what it says. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. So so when you so so when you position your life by obedience to the word of God, God says that the blessings not only going to come to you, they're going to overtake you. Hallelujah. What does overtake mean? Overtake is connected to the word of abundance. It's connected to the word of overflow. That's why it's overtake. You know, when you're overtaken by joy, you're so you're so joyful that literally, you know, you can't you, you know you you can't help it. You just smile and you're just all joyful. When you know, or or or, or when you're in overflow. You know, it's just an abundance. God is saying that he wants to bring you into the release of the abundance by obedience. But you can't experience the abundance if you're not doing all of what the word says. You know, some people, you know, they like to do the part of the word that makes them feel comfortable. You know, and I've seen this a lot too. You know, I, I you know, I want to come hear the word. You know, on Sundays, there's many different people that that shows up to the ministry that, you know, they want to hear a good word. They want to have the word encourage them. And and God, the word of God does bring encouragement, but they want to hear a good word. But when you start getting down to, okay, that's fine that you heard the word. But how about let's dig up some of that rebellion and disobedience that you have in your spirit? How? You know, start, you know, start telling them things like, like, how about you start doing some of the homeworks that comes from Fire Realm? How about you start learning to be accountable and and and, and, and fasting and prayer and, and start being more committed to the things of God or, or, or being committed in the area of your offering and, and, and giving and be or, or, or and Letting your finances be a part of the kingdom of God. But when it comes to those areas, they say things like, oh, you know, I hear you. You're right. But they don't want to do it. See, they want to do some of the word, but don't want to do all to receive the blessing. So even though they can still be Christian, they won't receive the blessing. Uh Oh, I know that pops some of pe- some people bubble, but do you know you can still be a Christian, but not receive the blessings that God has for you? Why? Because you're. It's not because of God, because you're not obeying all the word. Wow. So 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 this year, you're gonna find that God is gonna release some things for you. But it, but it's not just because of God just going to do it for you. It was because of your life being in the position to receive. So there's, not, so there's a question, and this is when I'm about to close. There's a question that the Lord 
um, put out there, and you he and I encourage you to write this down because you have to know where you fall into. He helped me to put which one are you? That's a question. You can write that down. Which one are you? There's two types of people. When God releases, I wrote this down. When God releases in your life, are you a taker or are you a receiver? I'm going to say that again. Which one are you? When God releases things, have you been a taker or a receiver? So the next question is, what is a taker? A taker is someone who always wants to take from God, but never wants to serve or wants to give back to God. See, see, why is it so important? Because see, a taker, a taker is someone that doesn't want to serve. What does serve mean? They don't want to evangelize. They don't want to give, uh, um, they don't want to be, they don't want to testify and tell others of what God has done for them. They don't want to give back to God in their, in their finances. Or they don't want to give back to God in evangelism and telling others about what God has done for them so others can get saved and see God. These, these type of people are takers. But what is a receiver? A receiver is someone who receives from God but seeks to give and to serve in return. See, I'm going to say that again. A receiver is someone who receives from God but seeks. In other words, they're always striving to give and to serve in return. So why is these types of people so important for you to realize which one you are? Because takers, they only receive from God and they, they, God, they only receive from God momentarily. But receivers have a constant flow and an overflowing of what God begins to release in their lives. You hear it from people all the time. For example, you maybe meet someone that says, oh, what has God done for you? Oh, yeah, two years ago, God did this for me and he saved me from this. But they never can say what God is doing now in their lives. Why? Because God is not doing anything else for them. Because they are takers and they are ungrateful and God left them where they was two years ago. In other words, God kept moving. He kept moving forward. He was, God was trying to do a new thing, but they could not come into the new thing. Why? Because they remained stuck because they wanted to position themselves to remain the same place. And they became takers. They always want God to just keep, to do something for them. But they never want to serve God. But they never want to get involved in the kingdom of God, in their giving, in their finances. They never want to 
invite people to church. They never want to testify. They never want to tell others what God is doing. They never want to share. They never want to share testimonies of what the Lord is doing. Because sadly, in their minds, these people have become takers. But what happens when you're a receiver? When you are a receiver, you're always, you're always saying, you know, Lord, I don't want to just give my tithe to your kingdom. I want to give offering. I want to sow into a ministry that literally changed my life. Change my whole mindset. I have seen blessings in my life. I want to get involved, God, in what is changing my life financially. Or even spiritually. These people who are receivers say, you know what? This word is changing my life. I want to invite my whole family to church. I want to invite my co-workers to church. I want to invite people to hear this Powerful word because it has literally changed my life. And so these type of people that are receivers, not only that, but they do things like this. They, they tell others, they tell their family members, do you know what God has done for me? God saved me from death. God has protected me. Let me tell you about what my God has done for me this year. These are receivers. The people that are receivers strive to serve. In other words, they, they in other words, they're not looking, they're not looking for people to just come to them. They say, you know what? Let me love my enemies. I'm not gonna wait for my enemy to, to apologize to me. I'm gonna go to them and apologize. You know what? I'm sorry for I'm sorry for the things that I did for you, and I just want did to you, and I just want to make peace because I'm a receiver. Receivers praise God Receivers wake up in the morning and say You know what Lord I thank you for today I thank you for what you've done for me today Why? Because God I know you woke me up this morning Many people didn't even wake up today God But Lord I am a receiver I strive to give back and to serve I want to serve you In my praise this morning See receivers Seek to give back in return to God But takers never give back to God. Takers, you'll never find them testifying about what God has done for them. Takers will never never go out themselves and sacrifice. That's why this word today is not for takers. It's for the receivers. In other words, you want God to give gifts in your life. You want God to bless you this year. You need to become a receiver. You need to get out the mindset of being a taker. You need to say, God, every area that's a taker in my life, Lord. God, cut it out my life. Because, Lord, I want to be a receiver. I don't want to be a taker. You know... I just had a meet. I, I was having a meeting with someone, and it was amazing to me how, you know, I I, I was explaining. I, I I I met with. I was I was I met with this individual, and I was explaining to them how there are many people in the kingdom of God that I have seen that because they are receivers, 
they have been receiving so many blessings from God. But this individual was a taker. And they were wondering, why, oh, why is nothing going on in my life? Why I'm not experiencing this? Why I'm not experiencing that? How come this not going on? Why I'm not seeing in my life what you're talking about? And I started to explain to them that, that it's because you, you, it's because of you. This person is a taker. And they, and they, you know, and, and thankfully, you know, they received it and they went about their way. But the thing is, it's amazing how so many people want, want so much from God and want God to do so much for them. But they don't want to do nothing for him. But yet the scripture clearly says in Deuteronomy that if you do all of what God tells for you to do, if you do all for God, that's how these blessings get released in your life. When you become a receiver, then God will cause you to, to not just receive, but to receive blessings and overflow of blessings. Because the Bible says these blessings will overtake you. So that's the word for for today. I hope you were blessed. And you know, I encourage and I'm going to pray that, you know, for this year, 2018, and I know for those that's listening, you may be listening to this in 2019, 2021, because we always have these messages available for download and things like that. But for this coming year, or whatever year you're listening to this, in this time that you're living in and in this year God is letting you know what he's doing don't position yourself to not receive from God say say to yourself this year God I am going to be a receiver and I'm going to receive because this is the year of my release this is my year God I'm saying this for myself too. This is the year. This is the year that I receive from you, God, because I want to experience the year of the release. Do you know there are people, like I said, there's people, they're going to receive something and it may not be a blessing. For some people, this may be the year that they receive more curses for their lives. Why? Because the, I didn't say it. The Bible says when you don't do the word or listen to the voice of the Lord, he said all these curses will overtake them. So when you meet individuals you, or you see individuals, tell them the truth. No, the reason why this is happening for you and the reason why you're feeling this, the reason why this is going on in your life is because you are cursed. Just tell them the truth. You are cursed. How do they become cursed? Because they have placed their lives in a position by disobedience. And not listening to God. And they have opened up their lives themselves for a curse. So let's pray. Father God, I just pray for all those listening today. And I pray, Lord God, that Lord, that you will show every area 
that we that we won't be takers, but that we will be receivers. Father God, I pray even concerning this year, Lord, that this may be a a new year for some. That Father God, that this year that's coming, and and and, and this new year, let it be, Father God, a year of uh, of great blessing. But but the only way the blessing can come is by obedience. Lord, I pray that you reveal every area of disobedience and that you will convict, Lord, that, Father God, that there be no area and no open door for the curse, Lord, and no open door for the enemy to come in. But, Father God, I pray that you'll give the strength, Lord, to obey and to do what you're calling us to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And you know what came to my spirit also as we were praying that that um don't be afraid to to share and to to um to get prayer in areas that you struggle with. There are areas that we struggle with where you say, "You know what? I'm struggling in this area and I I don't want to obey God, but I'm struggling." See, don't be afraid to get prayer. Don't be afraid to go to those that you know that has overcome the very areas that you're struggling with. So you can, so you can experience the power of God in that area of your, of your life. You got you to gotta step out your comfort zone. Because it is possible to be holy. It is possible to be righteous. There is no excuse to remain in disobedience when God has done everything he can do so we can live holy. The problem is maybe we're not we're, maybe we're not sacrificing and doing everything it takes to experience God in that area and we're making excuses for ourselves. So